And another part of self-care, um, self-pleasure, orgasms, they're healing. So absolutely. That part is important. Um, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like real. we can talk about sex with other people, but I'm talking about specifically yourself, having that conversation with your body about what you need. Hi, welcome to the couch. I am Joy River. And I am sitting here with my best friends and we're going to sit here today and talk about self-care and the importance of it. And um, the first question that we're going to start with and everybody's going to answer. And two, y'all introduce yourself. Just say your name before y'all start. OK, just your name. Y'all ain't got to give them all the information because that's not important. What's your name? Um, we're going to talk about. How did you learn? to love yourself? So many aspects. <laughs> how did you learn? And in that, in, in how did you learn, uh, a deeper question, when did you become aware that now is the time for me to start taking care of myself in this way? You wanna start with Jasmine. I'm Jasmine, Jasmine Henson. Um, okay, so how did I learn to love myself? Is that the first mm -hmm. part? Okay. Um, I would say when I started to realize that I wasn't feeling the love that I felt like I needed. And when that, when I discovered that instead of me looking outwardly first to say, okay, well, I'm not getting it from these other things. I needed to figure out what I wanted and what I needed. Um, and as I learned what I liked, then I learned to love the things that I start, that I thought I disliked about myself first. Um, still on that journey. Um, but in, in learning how to take care of me in a different way, I, I really find myself loving me more. Mm -hmm. Um, and then do I have to do part two now? No, let's do part. Let, we'll keep it at part one. Okay. Everybody can talk about yeah. how. But that was, that was a good look. Mm -hmm. Cute. Cute. Nadia. Um, how did I learn to love myself? Well, I learned to love myself by creating boundaries for other people. <clears throat> um, for a long time, I didn't know how to create boundaries. Boundaries were uncomfortable to me because they made other people uncomfortable. So... In learning to love myself, I created those boundaries and learned to be okay with those boundaries and learn to say no and be okay with no and make sure my cup is full before I pour into others. Because, mm -hmm. boy, we've been pouring <laughs> for years, bro. Pouring. <laughs> um, how did I learn to love myself? Um, I can honestly say different experiences and relationships taught me that the love for myself was at a real slim place. And um, I, I saw how much I loved myself based on who I was choosing to love me or thinking that they would love me. Cause you know, so um, coming out of those places, I learned that what I wanted could only come from within me. And if I learned how to truly love myself and find out what I liked, what I wanted, what I wanted in a partner, what I wanted in, at, at my job, as a career, anything, um, it had to start with myself, with looking inside like, Joy, what is it? What do you want? What would make you happy? Mm -hmm. And listening to my intuition and discernment has definitely been a key in me becoming who I am today. So yeah. Now reframe the question again. <laughs> Y'all done so well with no, answering. Good. Now I'm like, what you, is the question? How did you learn to love yourself? How did I learn? Hi everybody. My name is Jasmine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jasmine Wild. Um, I learned to love myself, like you said, through trial and error. Um, after I would really say it was after my divorce, and it felt like. 
my world was falling apart. Like the rug had been just pulled from under my feet. And two of the biggest titles that I would hold was being a wife and a mother. And so after all of that kind of just was quote unquote taken away, it left me with myself to figure out, okay, what do I like? What music do I like to listen to? What kind of food do I like to eat? Because we can, we can form and shape ourselves depending on who we're in a close relationship with. So really it was having to start from ground zero, having everything taken away. And in that process, I learned how to love myself because it was just me. Um, with the divorce also came co-parenting. So, you know, they would spend time with their dad and then time with me. So that time alone, I was like, whoa, no husband and no kids. Ooh, what am I supposed to do? Who am I? What do I like? So I too learned more about myself through relationships and time on my own. Um, learning what I liked, learning what I disliked. And also, like you said, Nadia setting boundaries. So yeah. um Mary Elise or Cree, what they call me. <laughs> um, self-love. There's so many aspects of that I was saying earlier. Um, I love myself while I learned to love myself, even through different people. Um, with friends, even within myself, it was a... I was always the one to love on everybody. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'll do for you. I do for you. And once again, that boundaries was something that I was struggling with. So it was always depleting me. And I'm like, no, but this is who I am. I love you. No, I love you. I love you. But, you know, Chris, turn that mirror, like love yourself enough to even feed yourself. And that was a whole nother thing. Joy had to tell me like, girl go eat, which is a, a way of self-love because in my mind, I'm just like, well, I'll just keep going. I can do this. I can do that. And I'm getting weak. I'm getting tired. I'm pushing for other people and I'm not, and I'm not even pushing for myself. So I had to be, um, well, I don't know if you've gone to the second part for the where, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I learned early on because I was really, I, I was a private kid, still am, real loner of what I loved as far as music and my passion for creativity. So in that aspect, that's how I knew what love was. Mm. And then it started to branch off to different perspectives of love, pers perspective, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh -huh. perspective <laughs> uh -huh. of love. Um, and I've learned that even, like I said, through different relationships for the people that loved me and how I loved people. It was just so abundant. It was just like kind of too much. And I'm like, wait a minute, Chris, bring that on back. Come here, girl. Yeah. And it, and it's, it feels good to love on you. It feels good to, it's like a satisfaction of you did well today. Like mm -hmm. you look in the mirror, like you, you may look like you had this, but you got it, boo. Like, <laughs> um, and I'm still learning that day by day and I'm learning who I am. So I'm learning who I am and I'm loving who I am. Every second, every moment, through different people, through different connections, through work, through my niece and nephews, through parent—not parenting, but you know, my babies. But um, you know, through parents, through friends, through siblings, and how um, how I connect with them, and and once again with the boundaries. It's not that I don't love you, but I love me, and I have to make sure that I am filled first for me to love you how I want to love you. So, yeah, it it it's that's a dope. journey. <laughs> okay, funny. okay. So that's the how we learn to love ourselves. And um, the next question is, I I want the situation where you guys tapped it. Okay, so I'm asking them these questions because I want you guys to get this inside look at my life. Okay, these women have helped me through some pretty traumatic times okay um and that's why they're here so i hope and pray that you guys are writing stuff down as you hear it and getting empowered as we talk so i want to know the situation where you became aware like this is it and when i say the situation because i know we named a few things but say and let women know exactly where you were when you said this is it 
um, I, I have to I have to do something different because I am in a spiral downward. And the only way out was self-care and self-love. Do you remember your situation where it was like, bing, bing, this is it. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to that. Mm, I will say, uh, honestly, uh, recently, um, okay. it was probably maybe like the summer of 2020. Um, mm. I just started to like, Physically, I started gaining weight because I was carrying so much emotionally and I was not letting it go anywhere. Mm. I had no outlet. I felt like everything that I would normally do to express myself, my emotions, my feelings all got made. It, it had to stop because of what was going on in the world. So I was holding everything and I felt like I was making the decisions for me, my, the decisions for my roommate at the time who was dealing with grief of the loss of both of her parents. Mm -hmm. It was just so much all at one time. And <clears throat> my normal go-tos weren't working or weren't accessible. And I remember saying, okay, Jasmine, something that you're, everything you're doing is not working. So you got to figure this out. Since you can't go anywhere, why don't you go outside and just walk, get some fresh air. Mm -hmm. And that thought process of just movement and mm. getting outside of where I was, even though I couldn't physically leave the space, but leaving the space, it helped me. It helped me refocus on or put my focus on what I could control. Yeah. Me focusing on what I could control helped me get myself out because it was so dark that I couldn't even say I'm in a dark place. And it wasn't like a, oh, well, um, I'm, I want to, you know, attempt suicide because I mean, I'd done that already and I knew it wasn't going to work. So there was no need to fail in that way. Um, I just had to figure out what I could control. So focusing on taking care of me in another way, that was the thing that it was like the, the, the light switch. And then I'm like, okay, if I can focus on what I can control, you know what? You may not have everything you want right in front of you, but you can prepare for everything that's coming to you. Ooh, yeah. So in that preparation, like that just helped me. I don't know. It's almost like the, the, the cloak was, was removed. The, the light was turned on. It wasn't dark anymore because I could focus on just those small things, the small things every day. And then it just changed to, Wow. Like, I like how this makes me feel. I like and she work out every morning. Every morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that did turn. That did Jesus. turn into. It did. <laughs> every morning. Steady. Look, the thing about it is, even with that, it's, it's so funny because at first it was a, a thing to do. But now it's so much a part of me that I don't Ooh. even think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter where I'm going, no matter being on the road, whatever. Like, I still have enough to be able to show up for me in that way. So every morning it belongs to Jasmine, mm -hmm. like regardless mm -hmm. of what my schedule looks like, mm -hmm. I have time for me mm -hmm. and it's non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. And, no. and that just, it, I don't know. It's like, yeah, sets the tone. yeah it, it does. It sets the tone for my day. And it's not of me saying I'm putting any frustration because I'm waking up and doing it. So that's how my day starts. I love it. And that's a part of my meditation. Like it just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But showing up for me in that way, Preparing for everything that's coming to me. That was the moment that started it all. Let's go. Come on, 2020. Mm. <laughs> right. Who want to go next? I will. Okay. I'm over here writing a novel. I love it though. <laughs> and they stopped writing. <laughs> so um, the question was, when did you become aware that you need to choose self? I would say it was about two years ago when I was completely overwhelmed with everything around me and probably everybody around me. Um, listening to people's issues, dealing with their issues, being there financially, spiritually, physically for everybody except me. Mm. <clears throat> and it became too much. And so I cried and I broke down and I screamed and I yelled and I shouted at my baby. And she instantly turned into me. She put on my clothes, put on my shoes. 
and I was crying in her chest and sobbing and she was not crying. And she said, mommy, you have to be a big girl because you tell me to be a big girl. And so in that moment, because she was a reflection of me, I knew that I was loving her right. And I knew that I needed to give that same type of love back to myself Mm -hmm. and know that I'm okay when I'm okay. But if I'm not okay, I can say, no, I'm not okay. And that's okay. And I can also say to other people today, I don't want to be okay for you either. Mm -hmm. So with not being okay for them and it was uncomfortable, but now I can say not today. Mm -hmm. I I can't take on your mess and my mess Mm -hmm. because I need to love me. First, let make sure I'm good, and then I will we'll circle the block and come back to you. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely my my moment. And then that night, I did my breakdown and cried and screamed. And when I woke up the next morning, I opened my eyes. My mama was there, and she said, Aww. "Nadia, you have to make sure Nadia is okay." Mm. And so from that day, I'm Nadia is gonna be okay before anybody is okay. Mm. So That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Come on, JC. You did that. You raised that one right to help you. Yeah, but baby, she's special. Um, who? Question. I forgot it. Oh, the moment I became aware. Okay. Um, there were so many moments. But I will say the first one where my whole life changed um, is when I said, when I sat down from church, when I left church, that was a self-care move. And I know that's not going to be popular, but I did it because for a long time, church was the routine. It was embedded in my head that I had to go. So I found myself maybe four years, four, four years ago, um, standing on stage, leading worship and not feeling a thing, not feeling a thing. And I knew for a fact that whatever I was giving out, people were receiving, which was emptiness Mm. completely. Right. So I'm not going to name the pastor, but I went to my leader and I said, hey, I'm not feeling effective. I'm drained. I'm burnt out. And I think I need to just sit down and get fed a little bit more because maybe it's me. I don't know. I didn't know what it was. I just knew something was off every time I sat on stage to lead people into a sacred place. I just could not. It just wasn't happening. And um, I remember hearing my leader say, hey, don't worry about coming back. And I was like, what do you mean? Don't worry about coming back. Yeah, we're good. Don't come back. I was like, well, I wasn't trying to leave. I just wanted to take a take a minute to to just sit, you know, and that was the first time where I said, Joy, choose yourself. Joy, you you have always been scared to say no to church for what? When we are the church, God is within me. That's right. So even sitting here with them. That's worship. That's right. It's connection. It is. My life changes every time I sit with them. (laughs) I get better every time I sit with them. And it was the first time where I stayed away from church for about three years before I went back. And I found God and myself and I found myself through God outside of church. And I'm not saying don't go. But I am saying if your motive is based off of routine and because somebody told you to just step back. Take a breath, take a beat and figure out who God is to you. Not for the pastor, not for the congregation, but to you. And I found healing (laughs) like never before, joy like never before and peace like never before. And um, that was my first awakening when the church said bye. And I said, yes, I was like, yes, me. I'm going to just wake up on on the inside. And it's been self-care, self-love ever since. And everybody that's attracted to me is on the same way. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That's what I woke up. That's That's good. Mm -hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. 
the question one more time. You know you got to be specific. Nah, that, that, particular, that particular question is, when did you become aware oh, yeah. that you needed tissues? So. Uh, I think it goes back to the, the thing I was speaking about first um, with the divorce. Like you said, the church let you go. Um, my ex-husband, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't want to do this no more. I'm like, well, hold on. We, ooh, I'm touching the mic. My <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So with me, because I'm such a loyal, dedicated person. If I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And that's what I felt like as a wife. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So with being released and experiencing that rejection and just allowing myself to feel that, um, in that space of, like y'all said, crying, yelling, shouting. Like I said, I had kids by that time and I was upset. And I'm like, who's going to want me? I have two kids. My body's different. Like, you know, I have all this stuff going on. And so honestly, I will say, yeah, that moment of just allowing myself to sit in that darkness, not to try to clear it up for anybody, especially with going through a divorce, um, and so publicly, because I shared a lot of that online, like that was the thing. I was a military wife and a a mom who also ran a business and, you know, helped people spiritually and all that type of stuff. So when all those things were, you know, I had to put it on hold and it's like sitting in the discomfort, sitting in the despair and not trying to be OK for anybody because I wasn't. And I could tell it made so many people uncomfortable that I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I'm so used to holding everyone else up. And in that moment, the community that I was around and it was just like, wait, why can't you do this? Like, why can't you, you know, get over this? And I'm like, I was married, y'all. Like, this is a family. You don't just get over it quickly. So with being able to take the time to just sit in my feelings, not try to be okay and be okay with not being okay. Um, a lot of times we think that pain is here to torture us and it's Mm-mm. not it. Pain is there to show us that something is off balance, something is off. So instead of running away or trying to put a bandaid on top of it, sit with it. Let that wound open and sit with it. Um, know who needs to be around to help you tend to those wounds yes. and really take the time to. And it's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to sit in vulnerability. It's so uncomfortable to sit And for real, true transparency to say, hey, I need help. Hey, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't have anything left. So it was acknowledging that my cup was completely empty and knowing first within myself and then knowing how to cry out to God, to the universe, to be like, look. I don't have this and you need to send some support. Where the angels at? Okay. <laughs> Where they at? Yeah. Yeah. And then here we can. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was the moment, you know, being ripped of all the things we show up as as human beings and those titles, how they don't mean nothing. Um, but yeah. Digging in to the, to the discomfort. So that was me. Um, so many moments, but right. one <laughs> one major moment was I was actually on my way to work and I had been feeling so sick, like for a couple of weeks and I was just tired. I wasn't eating. And that morning prior, I was throwing up. I was like, I got to go to work. I'm, I'm driving to work and I called Joy and I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. She's like, girl, go to the hospital. Find out I was septic. I had blood poisoning. Oh. I was in, don't do that. <laughs> oh, but your friends, your friends will tell you months before to go. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I will push myself, especially it's for other people. If it's work, if if I'm needed, and what, like you said, I like to show up wholeheartedly. I'm loyal. I'm dependent. Like, let's get it done. I'm there. So I kept pushing work, family, church. Everything was just getting my attention, getting my energy. As soon as I was laid up in the hospital for about a week, um, the nurse came in and she was like, ma'am, I'm so glad that you came in because if you would have went another day, like you would have been dead. I said, hmm. Really? Okay. 
<laughs> cool, cool, cool. And all the while, I'm thinking, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. And my mind is still going. And my body is like, so you really want to think about that? Nigga, you about to die. Really? So <laughs> it was the fact that <laughs> the blood poisoning had to like change my whole mind. Like I, I literally had to not move. I could not move. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. It was to the point where I'm like, okay, so now I have to listen to you guys. Now I have to pour back into me because I have nothing. I literally had nothing to give. And, um, <laughs> people don't kind of talk about the grief that comes with boundaries because once those are in place, once you, like you said, it's uncomfortable because now the people that you have been there for, they're yearning. They're like, no, why can't you do this? Well, I'm like, okay, well, let me do. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I don't have Come the energy on. to do this. Today. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Today. I, can't, I can't do it right <laughs> it's now. A no, no is a sentence. No, in that period. And I had to learn that. I had to you say, say l- baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 for real, no. I had to learn that, um, and it had to take you know, it had to take y'all to even grill that in me. You just about every day, like it's okay to say no and not have anything else with it. But I'm like, but I got to do this. Who else is going to do it? They'll figure it out. They grown. Yep, you're right. And did they figure it out? And then they figure it out. Always figure it out. Always figure it out. We always do. We always do too. Exactly. Everybody can do the same. Absolutely. Everybody be all right. Tell the truth. Yeah. Mm. I had to, uh, yeah, I cut off, I quit my work. <laughs> I quit my job. I stopped going to church for a while because once again, that was a routine. Now, it wasn't the fact that I didn't like going. It was just, I had to find who y'all was to me, like you said, because um, all I've been taught was I can only find him in this church. Yep. So when I'm next to this riverbank and this wind is blowing, I, that's not him. And that's literally what I did on my Sundays, my my sanctuary. That was my church time. Like I needed time for me and it was okay (laughs) to sit with it and sit with water and and just trees. And I'm like, is this what you sound like? Is this what you feel like? Is this what you smell like? And you you start getting hungry for it. Come on, hungry. um, I I, I get hungry for my peace now. I get, it's just, Mm -hmm. I thought, and you That's get selfish with it. And it's you like get selfish with it. Yes, honey. Mm. And it's not even selfish. It's so full because you, <laughs> you on. once again Self, have to self-full. be full. Self- got to be self-full. Full. Absolutely. It's not selfish. <laughs> <laughs> this girl said self-full. <laughs> self-full. I like yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh yeah. It, that was just that's just one of them, but it was one that of the major. Yeah. But no, I remember one that moment. Oh, baby, it changed we my dog life you too. Out. We dogged you. Oh, you just, we dogged you. I was you so mad phone. at you, but I was, but yeah. I, oh, they was pissed at me. They let me have it. I'm in the hospital about that. Chris, I just oh, God. retarded. <laughs> idiot. I told you, you to eat. Well, in love. I told you to eat. Always in love. Things. Always in love. However, however, I thought my friend was almost out of here. and mm-hmm. But it changed all of us. It just not her, but all of us that moment. And I think what what's important to remember as all the ladies are talking, um, everybody was down to nothing. Mm. So please write that down. Nothing. 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 Can we nothing. Okay. And that's the part. Get a close up. Nothing. That's the important part. Because all of us sit here today full. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And the reason why we're sitting here full is because not only do we have sisterhood and community, but we have a routine rituals, self-care rituals that we hold dear to us and they are non-negotiable, as Jasmine said. Yeah. Hi, welcome back to the couch with joy. I'm so excited that you guys chose to join me today. Today, we are going to talk about ways to relieve your stress and anxiety. I get this question a lot because people are wondering, Joy, how can I just not feel stressed and not feel anxious about what I'm doing? Because you guys are doing some really big things now. 
and I'm excited for each and every one of you. So while we're building these businesses and building these dreams and manifesting all our desires, stress and anxiety is a part of that. And these are five ways that I know for a fact, if you implement them, that it will relieve your stress. Take about 30 minutes a day to do at least one of these things. And I promise you, you'll see a difference because you're taking that time for yourself. So let's get into the first one. The first thing that I say that will relieve stress and anxiety is embracing our imperfections. Give yourself the space to be imperfect. As we're building and growing, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to take a path that we were that we probably will find unfavorable. But I say keep going and learn from those mistakes. Let's not make let's not let um, one of those speed bumps in the way. And it's nine times out of ten it's going to be our mistake that we've made. Um, deter us from that goal. I say imperfections allow people to see that they're not alone in this. You're not alone in it. All of us are going to make certain mistakes and all of us are going to have things that we just don't really like. But I say once we embrace those, we'll learn from it, you know, and we'll become better and we won't do those things anymore. We'll start changing and growing and glowing. And I promise you, if you embrace it, it won't seem like this bad thing. Because imperfections are beautiful. They make you who you are. And once you really be like, dang, that's who I am, not who I'm becoming, but like, this is me. This is where I am today. And embrace that and love on it, okay? And you won't be so anxious about, dang, I'm not. Nah, you are. You everything, okay? Cool. So write that down. Give yourself the space to be imperfect. Go ahead, write it down in your journals. And if you don't have journals, I promise you, if you go to my Amazon page, you will find you some. Your pens and everything are on there, okay? Cool. So, the second one. Try not to control what is out of your control. And we do that a lot. And I mean, it could even happen something as small as it rained today. You can't control the weather. And I know if your wedding day or a big meeting where all these things might have been happening on that day, but we can't control the rain. And sometimes people get really stressed out about that and very anxious about things that they can't control. And it could be on a bigger scale. But what you can control, I say tackle those things. And I know when I feel a little out of control, um, I tend to clean up because I know I can make everything in my home together. I'll put a nice outfit on and I'll just kind of, you know, things that I can make good in the moment, I do it. <laughs> so what you can control, I say focus on that when you're feeling out of control so we can bring it back to your center, okay? Um, the third thing is eating right. When you're feeling stressed and you're feeling anxious, I promise you, if you change your diet, even for that day, if it ain't, if, even if you don't do it for the whole week, for that day, eat green, alive foods, green foods. And I've said this before. I'm sure you guys heard me say this before. Eat green. It, it lifts your mood. I promise you. Salads, even to Sealy's in Atlanta. I love them. When I'm depressed or I'm feeling down, y'all go. I go eat that. And it instantly you'll start feeling a difference because you're saying it's, it's almost like an act of, um, uh, gratitude to your body saying, thank you for keeping me. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive. These feet. Thank you for getting me where I need to go. These hands. Thank you for building and touching things and making them gold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so eat food that is alive because it's going in your body and it's making you alive. Your organs act differently. They, they start moving correctly and properly. I mean, all of it. Eat for your blood type. Find out your blood types. Eat what you're supposed to eat because if you're eating a mango, like me, I can't have mangoes and I used to tear them up and broke out in acne. So find out what is supposed to go in your body and what will turn into a toxin inside your body. Okay. So I say that the third thing is eating green and eating to stay alive. That will relieve your stress and anxiety big time. And I say do that every day. Even if it's one meal, do it. Okay, guys. The fourth thing is take a walk in nature and meditate. I meditate in nature. I meditate at home too. But when I can get outside, I definitely do. And it's definitely different than meditating in your home. Um, connecting with the trees, putting your feet on the ground. It just, it, it changes your mood instantly too. 
Okay. Um, I believe that prayer and meditation is the most powerful tool for human beings, period. And I don't care what religion you're in. I think we all pray. You know, we all take that time to connect to, to source. And in those times where we're feeling overwhelmed and super, super heavy, I promise you, if you drop on your knees, you lay on the bed, you get in a comfortable chair. I don't care what you do, but close your eyes and surrender and open up and literally let it go. And you can even say me, I talk to God straight up. God, I am not feeling it today. And for some reason, when I'm in nature, I feel like he answers a bit quicker. So I say, go out, connect, turn your phone off and just look up. And even if you're looking at the birds and the trees and you're just getting the, I call it the earthly sound, the sound of the birds, the wind, everything. Pay attention to your body in those moments and let it go. Let it slip off. Cool. Nature, meditation and prayer. And I promise you, once you cast your cares, man, you feel much, much better. Okay. And the fifth and final thing that I say for people who want to alleviate their stress and anxiety, get coaching, talk to somebody, confide in someone, finally open up enough to trust somebody who can help you and guide you through and navigate you through that time of stress and anxiety. Um, I created creative energy life coaching for people just like you who, who need someone to talk to, someone they can trust and just literally dump it all out. With me, nothing is off limits. We can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. I am here to help you navigate through depression. I'm here to help you navigate through anxiety and I wanna help you. So please go to my website, book your appointment today and we can sit and talk about whatever it is that you wanna talk about. And I can dig deeper into other ways that you can relieve that stress and anxiety that's been bugging you. But I hope these five ways that I mentioned today will start you on your journey to being more intentional about your time and being more intentional about your body and tapping into what you want to feel. Cause who wants to wake up and feel anxiety and stress every day? Nobody. So get out in nature, eat your good food, okay? and take care of yourself. And I'll, I'll leave you with this. Breathe, sleep well, eat well, and drink your water, okay? Thank you for joining me today on the couch. I love each and every one of you. And please join me next time, okay? Peace. So now before we wrap up, um, we're gonna show you or give just the ways where we do our own self-care things. Um, I know each of us have different things that we do. I'm going to start with mine. I know for a fact, my favorite thing to do is travel. That's my self-care ritual. I travel and I go to the beach. I don't go to parties. I don't go to no clubs. I don't do anything. I sit by the water. I write normally my music because I got a lot of music to write. Um, journaling by the water is, is my thing. If that had to be the number one self-care thing that joined us is travel to get away and be by the water so I can smell and feel God. So cooler water. And and two, by by the I choose the ocean because it's like super, super powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. That the ocean can really drown us if it wanted to, y'all. Mm-hmm. It could literally stop. You know how it comes to the shore and then it go back? And then it comes and it go. It could really just keep on going and take all of us out, but it doesn't. And th- and that to me is like the deepness of healing is like it's so deep. It, it feels as though that you about to get taken out, but you're not. So stay right there. And I and I just go to the water and continue my healing process often. Often, often is where I feel the most connected. So what's your self-care? What's one thing that you do? Work out. <laughs> I already and know. Tell us, yeah, tell us what the you pump, do. Iron. Don't do oh, me like that. You got to pump no, seriously. <laughs> She's joking about it, but it has <laughs> not a joke. No, I'm serious. Like I wake up in the morning. First, I turn on Abraham get ready and okay. I go to the gym. I like it. Like I literally do that. 
And if you don't know who Abraham is, do your research. Yes, Abraham, Abraham <laughs> has <laughs> changed my life Absolutely. tremendously. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> we were in a very sticky situation, waiting in the airport for hours, and my friend just casually mentioned Abraham and changed my life. Because everybody was a little anxious and a little. Well, I needed something, but that was the, that was the thing that I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing that I needed. Definitely, shift Abraham, get you right. Okay, that's. Nice. Nadia, what you do? My self-care moments and self-care rituals. I have so many. I do so many different things to to self-heal and care for myself. Um, write. I do a lot of writing. I read. I listen to a lot of music. Um, I I've again I read. <laughs> I read a lot and I talk to my mom daily i think her wisdom and the reassurance that she gives me is definitely adds to my self-care and i love taking showers <laughs> showers are the best i love taking showers those are my self-care moments where i talk to myself i love myself i cleanse myself heal myself and get to actually be with myself and feel me um so yeah, I would probably say the shower and being at home is just self care for me all the time. I love it. So I'm thinking how deep I want to get with the self care, but um, what kind of couch is this? It's no, a couch. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So um, self care for me. I'm a nighttime person. Like once I put the kids down and the house is quiet, I have a routine of like, I like to clean my kitchen, sweep the floors. Like I like the house to be clean when I wake up in the morning, but it's like a routine to do that. Um, I'm an avid journaler. I've been journaling since like in high school. literally a, a little book that my dad kept from kindergarten that oh, was my first book that you wrote oh, see my name crazy. is my Tay Tay look Jay was backwards my teacher took my papers so journaling and um yeah uh what's really important um music scent you know whether it's sage whether it's uh Palo Santo whatever you know, it's a programming type of thing. So scent, um, journaling, music, meditation, breathing. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, so my brain is always going too. So it's so important just to be able to get all the things down on paper to just allow my mind to slow down at night. Um, especially for people that deal with anxiety and your brain is racing and racing and going, you have to put it down somewhere. Don't hold it in your head. So um, journaling and another part of self-care, um, self-pleasure, orgasms, they're healing. So absolutely. That part is important. <laughs> um, seriously. Yeah. Like, we can talk about sex with other people, but I'm talking about specifically yourself, having that conversation with your body about what you need. Uh, so we probably talk about that. Oh, later. we're going to dive in. <laughs> so, yeah, self-care, yeah, yeah, yeah. taking care of myself. So, yeah. Self-care. Um, anything creative. Um, mm-hmm. Music, arts. And I know a lot of people say, I'm not an artist. I'm not this, which is a bull-faced lie. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an avenue of being creative in some type of way, as far as even interior design, photography, um, entrepreneurship, makeup. You know, it, you know, it's just, and my thing was, was... Is mm-hmm. <laughs> and forevermore and right. forevermore right. will be the arts will be painting will be um, sketching is music. So uh, I do that so often to where I kind of get lost in my self care to where I'm like, okay, wait, you got to get back to the real world. Yep. Because I will turn off my phone in a second. I will put my music on mm-hmm. and I will paint and I can be there until I say when and. I had to learn that I had to take time for me to do it. Cause once again, you get back in that routine of, I got to do this, that, that, that. No, 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 no. Come back, come back, come back to self. And it's so weird because my clients, 
um, massage therapists, but I, I stress to them how much, um, self-care is important because even just standing at your, or just sitting at your desk and you're just sitting like this for eight hours a day and they come to me and I hear their stories of, you know, the neck and bed scoliosis and all this. And I'm like, even just for a couple minutes a day, stand up, stretch, just let it be in your own space. Everything else will be there when you get back. Yes. Just, just tap back in. Just come back, tap in. Okay. So what do you need right now? My shoulders are up. Why? Okay. So let's drop. My knees is heavy. Okay. So let's do this. Don't need to put on some music. Put on your music. And it's just, it's a refreshing because now I can deal with you again. Cause I mean, I, I, I love people. We um, all do. We all love people. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I, I have the tolerance to deal with them all the time. Yeah. Right. I have a gift to help people. Absolutely. But because that is, I have to renew <laughs> wholeheartedly. Got to. Um, cause you know, we, we get healers get drained very easily because we, we are, we love, we say, no, you got to do this. You got to have this. You got to have health and be mindful. And we're saying this to them and we're forgetting that we have to say it to ourselves. And that once again, I got to go back in the morning, in the mirror, in the mornings. I'm like, Chris, what do you need? Yeah. What do you want? Are you hungry? Now, right, right now, <laughs> is this what this pain Girl, is? Just, you have a headache. What's happening? <laughs> like you, yep. That's what self-love and self-care is. Just the, even the little things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning what I love. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really dope. We're going to get it though. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's coming, it's coming together. Every time I sit at my desk, this is what I do every day. Mm-hmm. I sit, I'm like this, even when I'm talking, I'm walking, whatever I'm doing, I'm always like this. And every day when I feel myself like this, I said, Chris said do this. <laughs> now you drop your shoulders. <laughs> and then I'll be watching the movie and the movie get good and I'll be like, uh, how did they go back up? Not, <laughs> now you drop your shoulders. Alright. <laughs> Alright. I'm getting there. <laughs> it ain't there yet, but I'm getting there. I think you said something really important um, when you said all healers, we get drained. But I think it's really important to recognize that we are drained mm-hmm. because there was a time before in all of our lives where we did not recognize that we would go past it because someone needed someone wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a great indication of where we are in our healing journey because we now recognize yep. hey you're at that point hey. stop <laughs> okay yeah unplug that's how it you deserve it it's yours yep. yeah that is so dope you see the phone ringing yeah listen do not uh, deserve us now my best friend D is my really best work? friend like, yes yes and yes y'all y'all dnd me doing it when I sleep because at first I would leave it oh because I'm scared listen right whatever is happening you can't fly there to fix it so guess what there is a sleep function I use her 10 o'clock it goes on automatically it's power in that sleep function it is it's a power in all the functions it's power in that focus button yes please show me show me show me yeah that was good. Y'all love y'all. And it, and it alerts other people too. It says oh, it does. It'll, it'll say notification. Notifications are silent. And then it'll say, do you want to <laughs> notify them anyway? But it'll still notify you silently. You won't even, you'll just, you have to pick up your phone. And then if you keep playing with your phone for a while, then it'll say, do you want to turn this focus off because you seem awake? Ooh. I love that. It looks like we're up. Yeah. So are we working or not? Because it checks me. You still playing with your phone? Are you resting or are you not? that on my self-care list D and D. yeah we gonna we gonna set my, focus setting mindfulness mm-hmm. yeah for real i'm gonna show you i love yeah. that okay because my phone definitely yeah i don't even have so, notification sounds it brings it it minds oh, okay uh-uh cool silent okay well ladies men who, who whoever's watching um I hope that something was said today to help you guys on your self-care, self-love journey. Mm -hmm. Know that you're not alone. Every woman on this couch has been through something that led them to loving themselves deeper. So a few things. Be self-full. 
Mm. And not selfless. Okay? Because less of yourself will it, you'll end up drained. Okay. Um, another thing is our rituals for self-care, whether you do them in the morning, in the middle of the day, or at night, or take five minute breaks while you're working, make sure you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that could be lighting candles at your desk or at home by the tub, mm-hmm. um, soft music. This this is one of my favorites. I wrote it down. Bathe with oils, ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't hit my mic, babe. Bathe with oils. Stop <laughs> using them lotions. Y'all, Put oils, essential oils. And you can't do the whole bottle on your mm-hmm. skin. You got to dilute it. Read the, read the label. And then, too, I don't know why, why I'm led to say this. You can't, you can't take them all internally either. Mm-hmm. Read that. Please. Okay? Because some of them are just for your diffuser. Amen. So, and make sure <laughs> make sure that you're journaling your thoughts. I was not a journaler at all. My friend Jasmine told me to start writing my stuff down. Now I got stuff everywhere. See? There is stuff. I mean, from all quotes stuff in your to even even me writing little love letters to my man. I just be because love letters. You know what I'm saying? About them words. Nah. <laughs> so, getting journaling has allowed my thoughts to have order. Yes. Okay, because we all of us are creatives and all of us are working and doing things. So that order of journaling will help you um, and meditation. If you don't know how to meditate, we're going to get into that, too. But meditation is literally just quieting your mind, sitting in the stillness, the quietness, as Jasmine said earlier, even if you're feeling bad, sit in it. Be uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Dive into what you're feeling and no longer wait for somebody to do anything with you. Mm-hmm. Do it with yourself first. Yes. Date. Mm-hmm. Please. Flowers. Flowers. Yes. Yes. If you like a glass of wine or a glass of liqueur, however you want to do it, take time for yourself and really dive into mm-hmm. you. Yes. Dive into you. Mm-hmm. It's changed all of our lives. Okay, so thank you for joining us on the couch. Please tune in. There'll be more videos and more episodes. And we thank you guys for joining us. The couch. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.